Welcome back to the Saturday School Podcast, a show for educational leaders and really anyone and everyone trying to do great things in education. In this episode, Cindy and I want to talk about an email that has been sitting in our inbox this week, and it's titled The Top Ed Leadership Articles of 2021. I've taken a look at the first half that we'll talk about today, and Cindy is going to focus on the next half in our follow-up episode. But first, I want to say hi, Cindy. Hi, Julie. I'm so glad to be here. It's been way too long since we've jumped on and recorded an episode. I know. It's been a busy end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to 2022 for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think this episode and the next of wrapping up these big topics will be such a fun way to reflect on a year of lots of change, lots of new beginnings, lots of unexpected events in education. It's it's going to be amazing, I think, in, even in 10 years to look back at this time period and reflecting on it here, here as we talk about it today will be great. I know it's going to be an unbelievable time in education that we're going to be able to look back and say, wow, we lived that and we were stronger for it. Absolutely. That- kind of goes in with the first article that they had listed, which was from last January called coping with change and uncertainty. It asked like, how do we gain control and how do we control the uncontrollables? And um, I thought it was interesting that they mentioned that depression is up three times since the beginning of the pandemic. And our biggest challenge is how we are going to respond and react to the unknown. It also referred to teachers like every teacher, even veteran teachers, having it be there, it's as if it's their first year of teaching. And so this is like something that we really try to instill in our, in our students and our own children is just like, how do you cope with things and how do you become resilient? All of them, all of the things I, the first veteran teachers, even for them, it's the first year of teaching, uh, as we always talk about on this show, hoping that we can relate to educators of all kinds. And I think coaches are, you know, people in in your line of work, Julie, are probably seeing a whole different way of making sure people are comfortable in the classroom, supporting teachers in the classroom and being able to back up and give teachers the space they need. I think in administration, that's something that we talk about all the time as principals is we need to take a step back and know that this is, like we said at the beginning, a time of huge change and education we can't do things the same as we were doing before so that change and uncertainty wow that could be a title for this group of school years that we're in right now. we thought it was just going to be last year right right we thought it was going to be 2021 school year and that realization that no this change and uncertainty is going to continue really hit a lot of us uh, you mentioned also that mental health piece what was your statistic on depression again Three times as much depression reported since the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. Which and shows why a lot of schools are focusing on social, emotional, mental health right now. It's so, so important. Absolutely. I, that completely changes teaching. It When we think of students and they spend seven hours-ish a day with in school and we have to make sure that we are addressing all of their needs. We know that we don't, we can't teach a person something new until we meet those basic needs mm-hmm. and meeting those basic needs is a little different right now. Yeah. And the article also mentioned like six steps, but relationships and community were a big part of that. 
but there yeah. were two things in there that I thought were interesting. I'm just curious what your thoughts are about it. But one was um, we need to reframe our narrative. So we have to think about not what life should be like, but what it actually is. And it kind of goes along with the last thing was like, we need to stop fighting the reality of things. We need to sometimes accept things as they are kind of goes together. So like they said, you know, a school might mandate masks, but you can't guarantee compliance for it. So you have to accept that that is just going to be the way it is. Those are really interesting. I wrote those down. So reframe our narrative, reframe our narrative. And there's what life should be like, and there's accepting it as it is. Mm -hmm. Got it. Not thinking about like what life should be like, but just what is it? I mean, it, it's kind of like that it is what it is. You just have to accept it. I think of, when I when I hear that, I think of professional development right now in this school year and, and even in last year when we were in the midst of managing hybrid learning and remote learning uh, styles, we we have begun to do, I think, hopefully in, in more schools, a better job of understanding that professional learning needs to be about meeting our students where they're at now. Professional learning needs to be about supporting our teachers where they're at now, not where they were at in the 2018-19 school year, but making sure that we are taking a step back and saying our goals need to be different now than they were four years ago. We can't be looking at the things the same way we used to look at things. Like, like I look at you, Jolene, I think you and I are not the same. Mm -hmm. What have we gone through? What have our children gone through? What have we gone through in our relationships in our greater families? And then of course, in our work environments, we're not the same. Mm -hmm. And we need to recognize that school classrooms, school buildings are not the same either. That point is something that I really appreciate about working with you, Cindy, when we work together on professional development is that was a huge goal for us is to make the learning relevant to the people in the room. So I think that goes along with that. Also, you provided a great segue to the February article, which was okay. <laughs> from Ooh. talk to action on professional learning. Okay, um, I can't wait to hear about this one. I know. So it talked about different stages of learning. So it, and it made me think about it from a teacher lens, but also from a student lens. Um, but it was non-use to awareness, to mechanical, to routine, and then proficient. So non-use is that they're actively or, or actively or passively resisting the learning. Awareness is they know about it, but they're not doing it. Mechanicals, they're kind of awkward at it and they're trying it. Routine is they're doing it, but not proficiently. And then proficient is like, you know, you're doing it and you're doing it in your own way. So I was really thinking about not only our teachers with strategies and how they do things in their classroom, but also our students. And then it kind of went to um, two things that kind of help is to figure out why they might be resisting. And then the why, that they know what the why is. Why are we doing this? What, just like what you said, what's the relevancy here? Absolutely. I'm just, I'm wrapping my mind around these, these stages. And when you talk about these, I mean, what's, what's a takeaway? What are you thinking? Okay, now thinking of it this way, when I start 2022 with professional learning, what should I consider? Kind of what you said is understanding that different people are at different places, right? 
and you have mm-hmm. to meet them where they are trying to figure out what, why people are resisting the professional learning. You know, sometimes we, I was just reading an article about perfectionism and it's like, if I can't get it perfect or I don't want to look silly, or I don't quite know how to do this, or I've never done this before. I feel like that is one good thing with COVID. It's like, it's kind of pushed us out of our comfort zones in every possible way. Mm-hmm. And so people are more willing to just try things because maybe desperation. I don't know. Maybe, you know, we have to, we're forced to do things in a different way. You know, what you just said made me, makes me think about how the COVID school year, as we lovingly refer to 2021 school year, it threw, it took all, took the basket of apples and it threw them up in the air, right? Veteran teachers were no longer veteran teachers. Everybody was a first year teacher. And so everybody reacted in different ways. And I think, like you said, there was actually a ton of new learning, oftentimes out of desperation. So new learning that maybe a teacher wasn't willing to do before, but now a teacher said, hey, if I'm going to reach these kids, I've got to learn how to do student engagement using technology. And so they latched onto something new. So that was a really exciting thing. And I do see teachers in our school using technology differently because of that. And they have a lot more tools in their toolkit. And on the other hand, a a tough side of it, especially as we talk talk about mental health and our adults is that our adults, I mean, their world has been reset and the teaching isn't the same for them. And they don't always have that same confidence that they've gotten to have in previous years, um, they haven't been, they don't get to trust their toolkits like they used to because students are coming in with more mental health needs. We know there's a lot more divisive topics floating around. And so that has put them into being a first year teacher again. So again, that differentiation with professional learning, how do we meet teachers where they are? Because, whoa, we are all in different places with our professional learning. Kind of going back to what you said about the teachers trying new technologies, it's like they they've discovered the why. They figured out, oh, I have to do this because this is how I'm going to meet my kids. Um, I'm going to skip ahead to our May um, article from Ed Leadership as what can we learn from COVID era instruction, and that was that educators, as we know, are resilient, flexible, committed, and innovative. Educators really discovered that kids need to be independent learners. And it reminded me of our former principal who would say, whoever's doing the talking is doing the learning. And so teachers really found that it shouldn't be a teacher dominated class. Well, and I'll throw in there an article that I just read recently from Ed Week, and it actually came out of Ed Week's review of the top 10 articles of the year. It addressed the student learning loss, and, and adults love to lock, talk about student learning loss, but what do kids really think about this conversation? And a Boston Public School Teacher of the Year wrote the article, and she asked students their feelings on that, and students kind of said, hey, quit saying that. I'm learning a lot, and I'm learning a lot about resiliency. I'm learning a lot about relationships. I'm, I'm actually, or some students said, I'm actually doing better in school because remote learning is better for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, this flexibility that teachers now have is working better for me. So what I really liked about that is two things. Number one, I also get tired of this whole learning loss thing. Are you kidding me? And you know what? That article actually said that the learning loss for reading and math was 0.08. 
0.08. Yeah. Oh my the writing, they did say writing was, did take a bigger hit, but 0.08 is almost negligible. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. When you talk about margin of error. Right. 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 All of the things that kids, adults have had to learn and, and improve upon during a global pandemic. The things are endless about learning loss, then that's not accepting the reality of educating the whole child. The article talked about asking kids, what do you think? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, that, that was something you brought up in what can we learn from COVID era instruction? I think, I think that, that our generation of students more than ever before is ready to have a voice. And the world that we live in right now, because of the pandemic, because of a lot of the, the topics that are really big and controversial right now, our students are ready to have a voice and we better give it to them. Mm -hmm. And we better find ways for them to good mm -hmm. give their voice in a good, positive way. Right. Right. Because we see, we see the good and the bad of that all around us right now, for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, unfortunately we see the negative way to have a voice, but oh my goodness, our students today also have fantastic role models in front of them for how to have a voice to change things in a positive way and how to, how to create change that's needed to be there. Well, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the next few articles. So we'll talk about that next time. Yes, I'm excited already because I know we had a hard time keeping keeping to our time on this yeah, one. Topics. Yeah, fun topics to reflect upon. Absolutely. What a year. What a year. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening in again. As we said, we've missed you and we can't wait to get back to reflecting on the year again. We'll do it again in a couple of weeks. For now, we hope that you took away one good nugget. As always, take care. 